Hi, I'm Dan Savage, and I am the author of Savage Love. And this is a little experiment uh, podcast where people call in with their questions instead of emailing them. I'm always the last to get around to new technologies. I am not an early adapter. I'm a late adapter. Adopter, is it? Adapter? Adopter? Uh, so I was the last, probably the last advice column in North America, or if not the world, to accept questions by email. I held out for snail mail for a long time, and I'm sure I'm the last advice columnist in North America to begin doing a podcast. Uh, but here we are, and I'm going to try. And the benefit of doing a podcast is I can uh, swear, use profanity, um, use the language we use in the column, as opposed to a radio show where you have to worry about the FCC um, slitting your throat in the middle of the night. So hence the podcast, hence the phoned-in questions, and uh, we're just going to give this a go, and I'm going to start stop hemming and hawing. We're going to play these questions now, questions I've not yet heard, uh, just to keep it all spontaneous, like a real radio show, sort of. Anyhow, here we go. Hi, Dan. Um, I have a little problem with my current boyfriend. We both have an anger management problem, and um, we recently have had difficulty getting along with each other. I was at his family's house for dinner, and uh, his father is a little, well, I mean a lot, homophobic, and... He started calling me a sissy and a fag and being really rude and mouthing off. So I kind of kicked the crap out of his dad. (laughs) It was really embarrassing. I punched him in the stomach twice, and then I socked him in the face once, and I gave him an uppercut, and I kneed him in the face. And then I socked him in the chest, and he fell into a plaster wall. (laughs) His mom thought it was funny, but uh, he didn't. (laughs) He's a former military type, I guess. Anyway, my question for you is this. Uh, My boyfriend doesn't find me threatening, and neither neither do I find him threatening. Like, how do we work with what happened. He's never really seen me get violent like that. And um, I've I've had a history of violence for so many reasons. Being, uh, I guess, kind of a feminine in a small town kind of contributed to the fact that I have a short temper. How do we work with building a healthy relationship it seems to me that if your boyfriend's father wasn't homophobic before, he sure is going to be homophobic now, now that uh, a effeminate little fag beat him up in front of his entire family. And you go through every punch you threw, every uppercut, every hit to the stomach, every punch in the nose, and you don't mention any punches that your boyfriend's father threw, which leads me to wonder if he's a paraplegic and in a wheelchair and you're really scum or if your blows were barely felt and he couldn't give a crap about uh, what you were doing to him. Uh, I don't know if you can build a healthy relationship um, with anyone. Uh, you seem to be the problem here. Uh, you're, As a gay person, you're not constitutionally entitled to the high opinions of anybody. Your boyfriend's father can think ill of homosexuals, can think ill of you, 
And he has a right to say that. You have a right to yell back at him what you think of him and storm out of the house and refuse to ever see him again. You really don't have a right to snap and beat the shit out of him, whatever he said, you know, whatever fighting words he said. You're really in the wrong here, particularly with all the punches you threw. And it doesn't matter that your boyfriend's mother thinks it's hilarious that her son's uh, faggot partner beat the crap out of her husband. Uh, it's real white trashy. It makes me wonder... Uh, how much crystal meth is baking in the bathroom at the, the house that you were having dinner in. Um, if I were you, I would uh, get my ass to a therapist, talk about anger management, apologize to your boyfriend's father, apologize to your boyfriend, apologize to his mother, and, uh, you know, go forth and sin no more. Try not to beat the crap out of people. I'm shocked, actually, that the boyfriend's father didn't call the police and that you're not calling from a, a holding cell somewhere with this question because uh, you really should have been uh, arrested and hauled off whatever the asshole said about you. And that's all I got to say to you. Moving on. Hi, my name is Colette, calling from Seattle. Uh, Dan, I'm curious. You once wrote a book to tell a guy or girl, whoever, that they are a horrible kisser in a nice way. Uh, I'd like that uh, information again. Just someone in desperate need of this advice in a nice way. Besides, they suck. Horrible. The teeth licking thing with the tongue is just awful. He's 37, so hopefully there's a little room for change. There's really no nice way to tell someone they suck at kissing or suck at giving head or suck at vaginal intercourse or suck at fist fucking or whatever it is that they're sucking at um, without making it all about you, without making it not about them. It has to be an I statement. So instead of saying to the terrible kisser, who may objectively be the world's worst kisser, yeah, I agree the licking teeth thing just doesn't work. And I like guys with big teeth, but I don't like to lick their teeth, um, is you make it about you. You say, that's just not, you know, you're a wonderful kisser. Those are fine kisses. It's a wonderful blowjob. It's a fine fist fucking. But that's not the way I like to be kissed or blown or fisted. And you make it about your I statements, and you teach the person how you like to be kissed. You don't need to say this is how most people like to be kissed because most people aren't freaks and having their teeth licked. You just make it all about you and him, and you make it about raising up his skill level with kissing, but through subterfuge. You're raising up his skill level with kissing without saying that that's what you're doing. What you say is, I want to teach you how to kiss me the way that being kissed turns me on. And you use those I statements and only the most selfish, idiotic, uh, back-ass words lover would not want to rise to that challenge. If he's kissing you, he wants to kiss you in a way that works you up. And if he's having the opposite effect, just fucking tell him and give him the option of, of doing it right. But you really have to walk him through it. A lot of women have a problem with being that sort of forthright with men and really walking them through what works and doesn't work for them. Men have fragile egos, but I think sometimes women uh, believe that men's egos are even more fragile than they actually are. I think a 37-year-old guy can hear that the way he's kissing a particular girl ain't doing it for her, and he will want the info. He wants to work it for you and make it work for you, but he needs uh, he needs the download. You can give him the download and you can protect his ego by making it all about you. Hey, Dan. Okay, so I've got a problem here. Um, I'm relatively attractive, but I just can't seem to get laid. What the fuck is going on? I'm a pretty nice guy, polite, etc. So why are women so hard to figure out, I guess? Hmm. 
Hey, Dan, how you doing, man? I'm uh, 36 years old. I'm a born-again virgin, as they call it. I have absolutely no luck with women. What do I do to get laid, so to speak? You know, tell me, please. Bye. I don't know what to do with these two questions. Um, you know, number one, the, the the first guy, relatively attractive, is not very specific. Like, relative to what? Like, relative to a you know car crash victim? Yeah, we're all relatively attractive compared to a car crash victim. Um, it's really hard to say when when people complain about having no luck with the opposite sex and they want to know what to do. There's really just no magic T-shirt you can pull on that makes you irresistible to women. There's no magic pickup line. There's no magic hair care product. You really do have to sort of look at your whole thing from the way you comport yourself, the way you behave around women, the way you interact with women, to the way you literally, yeah, shallow, the way you dress, your personal hygiene, do you floss. I really would have to do sort of an intervention slash in-home visit, and I'm really unwilling to do either of those things because I'm fundamentally lazy and I'm not going to run all over the country telling straight guys to take a bath. But I do think that's what it comes down to a lot, you, you, which means what I'm trying to say, and I'm not saying it well, is this isn't a question I can answer. This is a question that only your friends and family can answer. The people around you, you need to go to them and say, I'm having these problems. I'm not getting any action. What am I doing wrong? And please, be honest with me and be cruel. Don't protect me because oftentimes people will protect you from the harsh info that you need, but hearing that info would be less painful than hearing it, making the corrections, and then getting some pussy in this instance. It's more painful over the long term to, to be denied pussy than in the short term to hear some harsh truths about yourself, which might be take a bath, do some sit-ups, change your clothes, stop acting like a serial killer, get out of your mom's basement, put the comic books down, get away from the video games. Whatever it is you're doing wrong that ain't working, you need to hear about it. And you need to be willing to make some changes and, and make yourself attractive. Um, and also, oftentimes with guys... Guys will reject out of hand women who don't fit some playgirl, centerfold, porn star image they have in their heads of the kind of female and female body and female look that they are absolutely entitled to as a male. You're not entitled to anything as a male. There's plenty of – there's two and a half billion women on the planet. There's women out there who will sleep with you provided you're willing to sleep with them. And so sometimes you got to look at what you're willing to settle for. And, you know, settling down is impossible if you're not gonna, willing to settle for. There's those three magic words, I love you, but th there's also the three magic words, guess you'll do. And you're asking a woman to say that to you, and you need to be able to, willing to say that to a woman. We all don't get to marry, uh, you know, Cheryl Teagues, if I may date myself, or Carmen Electra, or Nicole... Brown, or God, not Nicole Brown Simpson. No one wants to marry her now. Nicole Richie, that's what I meant to say. Um, I should do this when I have some more sleep, actually, perhaps. Anyway, that's what it is. take a bath, do some sit-ups, talk to your friends, and get a download about whether or not you're revolting and what you're doing wrong. Hi, Dan. This is Donna calling from Slovenia. Um, my, my question is the following. Um, I want to buy a strap-on for me and my girlfriend and... I would like to fuck her with it, but I would also very much like her to fuck me with it. The problem is that up until not very long ago, I had a boyfriend, and she's a little bit afraid that I'm missing the man. Now, I want her to know that I don't miss the man, and the fact that I want her to fuck me doesn't mean that I want to get fucked by a man. It means that I want to get fucked by her. 
So how do I tell this to my girlfriend without her thinking that I'm longing for the boyfriend? It's really something that worries me a lot. So thanks a lot if you can help me with it. Uh, this is one of those problems that's just best met head on. Uh, you want your girlfriend to fuck you with a fake penis because you like the sensation of being fucked with a penis. And your girlfriend might have issues with that about her insecurities because you've been with men before. But you know what? Most lesbians have been with men before. And some lesbians today will be with men in the future, but that's a whole other issue. What you need to tell your girlfriend when she has her little meltdown about it, which she probably will, is that, you know, men ate your pussy too and made you come, and you, you like it when she eats your pussy and makes you come because you're into her. And men finger-fucked you and used their fingers to make you come, and you liked it, and you like it now when she does it because it's her doing it. And you'll like it just as much when she fucks you with a dick, a fake dick, her dick. Uh, and it's not that you want to be fucked with guy dick anymore. You're longing for guy dick. You want to feel fucked. But you're a lesbian now, for now, and you want her to do the fucking of you because that's, some, that's a sexual act that you enjoy. And she either signs, you know, as your girlfriend, signs up to, you know, meet your needs and perform the sexual acts that you enjoy, or she's not willing to do it because if she's stupid and insecure, and, and that will actually drive you away. That will drive you into the arms of men. If she's not going to fuck you, eventually you're going to go find someone who will. You can actually play off her insecurity to get what you want by making her feel insecure about not fucking you. Uh, so that's what I'd recommend you do there for the lesbian community in Slovenia, uh, which I was unaware that it existed, and I'm happy to hear from the, the good ladies of Slovenia. Um, I wasn't aware that I was being read in Slovenia, but I'm honored. Enjoy the fucking. Uh, give the girlfriend my regards. Okay, well, I, I have to go uh, go do some shit, so I'm going to run. Uh, this was the first Savage Love podcast ever, so I'm sure it sucked. So you don't have to call the number to tell me it sucked because I know it sucked. Uh, the number you can call if you want to leave a question for a future less sucky Savage Love podcast is 206-201-2720. And I don't know what that spells. Uh, nothing, perhaps. Uh, or maybe you can work it out. Again, the number if you want to leave a question for a future non-sucky installment of the Savage Love podcast, 206 201 Two seven two zero, and uh, thank you for listening, and good night. <laughs>